Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, yesterday I started out with a little hymn that I shared a few verses with you, and today I'm going to do the same. There's things that just come to my mind. I, they just randomly come up, I guess because I was around hymns my whole life. In fact, when I was in my early 20s, I would lead hymns in our church. I would be the song leader in our small church, and and I just some of those things still come to mind. But things, I love the words of hymns. So many hymns have great words. This one, some of you know, if you've been around very long, if you're younger, you probably don't know, but it's called This World Is Not My Home. And uh, it goes like this. I'm going to just share a little bit of it. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angel beckoned me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Well, can you feel at home in this world anymore? Is your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, are you choosing joyful living? Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts, open our minds to your truth. I pray your truth would set us free. May we live joyously for you. Thank you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you listened yesterday, just a review, part one of Choose Joyful Living was yesterday. I talked about abandoned regrets from the past. I used Philippians 4.13. Then I've talked about stop worrying about the future. I used Philippians 4.6 about being anxious about nothing, but have your prayer and thanksgiving request made to the Lord. So today I'm going to move on a little bit farther down the list, and so we can talk a little bit more about choosing joyful living. Isn't it great in life that God gives us a choice? We can do and choose anything to do. Your life is about choices. You have a choice to serve God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You have a choice to read your Bible. You have a choice to pray. You know what? People have a choice every Sunday and sometimes Saturday to attend a church and to be a part of a fellowship to be together, to grow and learn. You have a choice, or you have a choice to go camping, or you have a choice to go play baseball. You have a choice to do whatever you want. I hope and pray as we grow deeper in the Lord, our choices will be surrounded by the things of God that would put God first in our lives. I've told you over the years about my brother Doug, who is my one living brother left. I lost my brother Dave and Dan over the last few years. Unfortunately, but fortunately, they're in heaven. They love Jesus dearly. They're with my folks, and with with our Lord Jesus Christ, it's awesome. My brother Doug, I was it was a great example of me growing up. He's much older than me, nine years older than me, and he is he's such a uh, man of God. I uh, was a pastor for for years and years and years. But my brother Doug was a great athlete. He was a tremendous baseball pitcher. He was a knuckleball pitcher, and he. He did well, went to college, did well, but he could have maybe made the major leagues if he would have soaked his time into it. He had a chance to play Legion baseball under the one of the great uh, coaches in, in Lewiston, uh, Dwight Church, and he had a chance to play. But because they played on Sunday and Wednesday, he decided he, did not, he didn't want to play because he wanted to honor God first with his time. And even the coach, uh, Dwight Church, told him, he said, Doug, you, you don't have to come on Wednesday and Sunday. You can come on the other days. He wanted him to pitch for him real bad. 
But Doug said, I don't think that'd be fair to others. So he didn't. And Doug ended up being called into ministry and gave up whatever, if he had any dreams for being in the major leagues. He said, you know what? God has called me to do this. But he honored God first and foremost. You don't see a lot of that, especially today. Today, it's church and the things of God are secondary. And you know what I'm talking about. They're secondary. I know it. I see it all the time. I hear it all the time. I hear it from even people in my church. And I just, I, I have to be careful. I've got to be careful how I treat people. I can't judge people. But I wished people would have such a desire to serve God that they would serve him everywhere they're at all the time and put him first in their daily lives. It is a choice. So what are we going to talk about today? Yielding to God's purpose. What is God's purpose? Well, Paul said it pretty plainly in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. Many of you know this by heart. It's a simple passage, very short. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Well, are you living that way? Is it all about Christ? Does everybody know it is all about Christ? Or they know you're just one of those Christians that say, hey, you know, I believe. I'm all right. I've got life to live. People of God, it's time to yield to God's purpose. You think, oh, you're trying to make me feel guilty. No, I'm not. I'm trying to have you listen to God's word for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Can we say that? Can we say that honestly today? Can you look in the mirror and say for me to live as Christ and die as gain and look at your life and realize that is what your life is about? I hope so. If not, God is there saying, hey, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I am there for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll walk with you through the valleys and the shadows of death. You know, you don't have to fear any evil because I'm with you. You don't have to worry about the future as I talked about yesterday. You don't have to worry about the past as I talked about yesterday. But God is there for you. So what do we need to do? There is joy. Listen to this, folks. There is joy when you submit to God. When you submit to God, many times life goes our way instead of his way. And that is an issue. That is a situation. That's a problem because we are putting things before God. We are honoring the world and the directions before God. Remember Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and everything else will be added as well. So he's saying, put me first in all you do, and I'll give you life. I'll give you enjoy. You can enjoy life. You can go to the football games. You can go to the basketball games. You can go to a good movie. You can do all these things, but you're honoring me first. It's such a simple principle, but it's a principle that so few live Philippians 4, 8, we find Paul saying this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of of praise. Do you think about those things? Do you meditate on those things? At night when you go to bed, do you lay in bed and call upon the Lord? When you get up in the morning, do you say, Lord, this is your day? This is the day you've made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. 
You have a choice. You can do that. Very simple principle. Focus on what is good. Focus on the Lord. Let him direct your day. He will open doors. Oh, yes, you're going to have stumbles through the day. Yes, you're going to step in mud puddles now and again. Yes, you're going to have a hard time getting up from a situation. But God is there. He's promised to always be there, and he will be there for you. So dwelling on the trivial leads to discouragement. So do not dwell on the trivial. And I'm talking to me again because sometimes I dwell on the trivial, and what does it do? It leads to discouragement. What am I going to do? How is this going to work? What does the future hold? Remove the roadblocks that lead to defeat. Remove the roadblocks that lead to defeat. You know, as you've heard many times over the years, if you've listened to me very long, I've been on air 15 years. Some of you are new. Some of you have listened for many years. And some that aren't listening probably turned me off. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. I, I, I certainly don't hold grudges. I'd want people to listen to what's comfortable for them to listen to. But I hope they're convicted by the Holy Spirit of God because I want to be convicted by God. But as I uh, coach sports, you know, I learned one thing about it is you've got to fight through roadblocks. You've got to fight through situations. There's teams, and most of the teams I coached, I coached one here in Bo- two in Boise, but I coached uh, in Vancouver, Washington for a number of years, and I, had, I was very fortunate, had ter- terrific success. God uh, helped me to help others, and we were able to win some championships and had some, had some good times, and it was awesome. But one of the things that we realized, there's roadblocks. When your kids see other teams that are spectacular and they come into a game and say, we cannot compete with these, we cannot compete, they have put up a roadblock. My job as the coach was to break down that roadblock and to say, kids, I coach girls basketball and boys basketball and boys football, but I'd say, and I especially think of the girls team, I'd say, girls, you can make it. Don't be scared of these people they are not giants you are awesome your abilities are great you can do it and the first year i coached the girls team i had girls that took that to heart and they played their hearts out and literally destroyed uh, about every team Our, our press was our full court press was amazing and we we won the games and we were we were amazing amazing team i've never of all my years coaching i never had a team like that I, those girls were so driven it was amazing then the next year i coached a girls team that had such a lousy record the year before it was either one and nine or two and eight in league and and uh, i coached them and th- they went into mentality at the very beginning when i had opening tryouts i had like 35 girls out and i had to cut down to 15 but they said coach we're horrible we've been horrible for years we're not like the team you coached last year everybody knows how good they are we're not like that and so I had to start building the mentality to not allow roadblocks to discourage them. And so we started playing, and we started talking through things and working through things. And lo and behold, we won nine straight games, was undefeated, played for the championship, and we lost the championship by four points in overtime. But those girls, you'd think they had won the Super Bowl because their lives were transformed by being able to look through roadblocks to realize they could be winners, that they could choose joyful living. People of God, you and I can choose joyful living. We can be people that make a difference. I pray you would be. I pray you'd be positive and allow God to use you. And I'm going to continue one more message with this tomorrow. Lord bless you. 
Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.